Welcome to Profiles in Eccentricity, a show about weirdos, with your hosts, John Fahey, Aaron Peter, and Matt Brutzone. Hello folks, welcome to Profiles in Eccentricity, it's a show about weirdos, doggone it. My name is John Fahey, your host. It is John Boy time. I am the COVID kid. I am COVID barely 18. Joining me as ever is the prettiest boy under the sun, known hypervert. Uh, you're a high-functioning pervert. Uh, you're, uh, you're a sicko. Whack job. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're Dr. Li- Manhattan Beach. Yeah, Dr. Manhattan Beach, of course. Uh, uh, you're going to like the way he looks. I, Aaron Piet, Aaron Joseph Pita. That's me, man. Um, <clears throat> I am... Still awaiting trial because I have been charged with Drinko's pee-pee. Out on bail. I have gone on the record as saying that I like the taste. I like it. Uh, So, you know, do what you will with that information. Anything other than that, I plead the fifth. Yeah, well, that's the whole of the law is do what thou will. You said a neighbor. (laughs) You guys are neighbors. You guys live together. Yeah, well, down the hall. That's right. Now we're even neighborly. Yeah, I mean, like, you know. Like real neighbors. He can hear me poop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but he chooses that. <laughs> <laughs> Some people call them listening devices. <laughs> and wigs. Uh, hey. To your right, my left. Oh! Handsome Matt Brousseau. Hi. Hi. Back from the wherever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were out there with the... Yeah, uh, the, the yeah, you're talking the, the fucking Geminis and first uh, Jamiroquais. I don't know what you, you said earlier. Yeah, we, attention, we were watching Stargate last night. So. Hell yeah. First time. SG-1? No. No. no the, the OG. Oh, yeah. OG-1. Man, that, that's, a, that's a good one. Yeah. Thank you. Hello. Thank yeah, you. it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a perfect... Uh, 90s action high concept movie. Mm-hmm. You know, the first mm-hmm. four minutes tells you the backstory, then they waste no time getting into it. The first 20 minutes, you know everything you need to know for the next hour and 40. Yeah. And then it just moves along the beats, and it's, you know, it's not going to fucking change your life, but it is cool to think about. Yeah, it's the best version of Battlefield Earth I've ever seen. <laughs> it was a cool time. I had a lot of fun. Yeah, it's crazy that neither you or nor Nick had seen it. And yes. you had totally different. Um, uh, you had a different expectation going in. You thought it was some other kind of like space travel thing. Oh, yeah. I had no idea. It was just we do some space shit and then it's just a general war upheaval type. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like a Jedi. It's got the kind yeah. of Return of the Jedi type of vibes, mm-hmm. but it's got like ancient astronauts. Sure, yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kurt Russell at his uh, finest. Kurt Russell. The yeah. hot flat top. James, James Spader. Yeah, yeah. And end of list. <laughs> yeah, doing doing a fine uh, doing a fine dweeby. Yeah, um, he's a scientist. That's right, science, <laughs> Egypt. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, 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 you guys have a couple of nice things. Mm-hmm. We do, we do. Can I say one thing? Say one thing, man. Just really quick. I want to thank uh, both of you, and I want to thank Joe mm. for. Uh, Really lighten the fire under my ass about <sighs> doing Aaron Explains It All Endgame. Ah, yes. And the fire has been relit. That's good. Can, rekindled, if, if you will, as yeah. it were. A lot of people asking about it. I know, and I, you know, my my original plan was to do it on the one year anniversary, one year anniversary. Yeah, of before the re- before COVID rocked our yeah, world. The, exactly. Mm-hmm. It, COVID was the snap. Okay, COVID it was. really wow. 
fucked up our timeline and it was a real pain in the ass. Yeah, you said it. I mean, man alive. And now it's all over. Now everything's fine. Yeah. Um, but a hug and kissing. I over saw here. a pot of dolphins on my way here. Oh, very good. <laughs> um, very good. Very true, though. True. Actually, I did go to the beach last. Dolphins week. are tearing up at the beach all the time, dude. Well, especially Zuma, which is my favorite beach, and I hadn't been in a very, very long time. I went anyways and braved the crowds. Uh, not very crowded, but the dolphins were like fucking right next to shore, just hanging. The out. dolphins have no idea about the disease. It's they, crazy. No, or, uh, or they do. Or they do. They gave it. Gave us the disease. Dolphins no, but, but, are basically bats of the ocean. Yeah. Um. It's true. So the mammals. Uh, so you said it, neighbor. Hey, that sells it. So, uh, so Joe basically said, you know, Aaron's a piece of shit. No, he, no, no, no. He, uh, no, I, he should. He was watching. He started watching Infinity War. Infinity War. Is it when's Aaron going to do Endgame? Right. Yeah. And then he you, said he said very nice things about us talking about comic books. Fair. Yeah, that's right. That was really sweet. He's a nice guy. And then yeah. you you said to me you said. Well, I'm I'm gonna do it, and it's gonna be bad. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what I and said. And I, right. I tune change, but <laughs> secretly, I I, I kind of realized this as we were having the conversation that, you know, since since quarantine started, I I started rewatching the entire MCU saga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've been, perfect, perfect I've been practicing. I've sure. been doing my research. Yeah, I've got like seven, six movies left, mm-hmm. and um, so I will have you know I will have something for everybody. Yeah, uh, I'm thinking Fourth of July, birthday of Captain oh, America. Right, nice. and you can find that on our Patreon for five dollars a month, where we put out an extra show per week. Mm-hmm. Support the show, subscribe to the Patreon, get some extra shit. Be a patriot. Subscribe to Patreon. That's exactly mm-hmm. right. Yeah. What well, age of Patreon? Best movie in the franchise. Oh, uh, God, uh, you're sick. <laughs> I'm not serious about that. You're a terrorist. I'm not serious about that. So anyways, stay I, tuned I, for... I, just, uh, I want to say, I know we joked about it, though, um, but uh, COVID is still here. Yeah. Uh, wear your masks. They're not for you as much as they're for everybody the else. Neighbor. The neighbor, yeah. So yeah, it's but, not... Even in New Zealand, New Zealand still had two British people come in and run fuck free. It hmm. It's not, Honestly, wear your mask. Yeah. Even, no, don't listen to Rogan. Yeah. The homeless people here are wearing masks. Yes. And all they, of the servers are wearing they, masks. They don't have shit. And they are still being polite enough to wear masks. So All they have is shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I mean, listen, a mask is such a small ask. It's the it easiest a mask is fucking a small ask. thing. Unintentional rhyme. You can't smell... <laughs> Wait, you can't spell mask without... Small ask. ask. Yeah, that's true. Huh. Small ask. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. Nobody just, knows. You know, just, it's, it's, just, just do it. Just take care of your neighbor. You know, just co- be nice. Cover up your acne. You got, yeah. don't have to... Br- you know, oh, take, take advantage of yeah, this Yeah, most time. of your breath stinks out there. Oh. How, how many Americans died in World War II? I don't know. But well, we just passed World War One deaths. So, you know, you know they had they had to pretend... They drew on themselves to pretend they had clothes on. Okay? <laughs> mm. They wore potato sacks. Yeah. Yeah. Victory Gardens. All we have to do is wash our hands and wear a mask. We we, we can we should do that. We yeah, you, do get that. To, you get to go do stuff. Yeah, yeah. You can still you can still do most stuff. Hey, massage parlors are open. What more do you want? Mm-hmm. You want to go? You've been here before. Yeah. Put the mask on and you, say yeah. Yeah. You want to go get tuggies? Wash your hands up. Don't get them wet. Don't get <laughs> wash them. Yeah. You get your lava or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> As one of our listeners said, you sing um, the Ramones. Gimme, give gimme, give gimme give my steel reserve. Yeah. 
high gravity logger. It's twenty seconds right there. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or if you if you if you prefer a uh, hand sanitizer. Mm. Yeah. You keep one in your car, like yeah. I do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just squirt it on there. You can pick your nose, do whatever you want. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> you can do whatever you want. It's very small steps it's to really take. Hot. Just buy. All you got to do is buy a few more months of time, and then there'll be a vaccine. Yeah. Also, uh, we did just do uh, the Pulp Fiction episode on Patreon great. too. Yes, great, that great. was. Uh, man, that was. What fun. a real treat! A few things that I didn't know. You elucidated. I, uh, I had a lot of fun Lucid, doing that yeah. one. Uh, uh, PP Podcast on Twitter. Profiles and eccentricity on Instagram. If you're not following that Instagram, man, you got to get a look at some of these psychos. Oh, that's a good one. And uh, we have our buddy Dallas starting to do animation for us. So I was just going to ask if you wanted to talk about that a little bit. Yeah, Jep the Dwarf will be the, the first little uh, one featured. Oh, uh, Jep the Dwarf. That is the personal dwarf and psychic of... Tico Brahe. Tico Brahe. Um, also, a little fun factoid. Um, uh, uh, Tyco, Tico, whatever you want to call him. Not Taiko Waititi. But Tycho Brahe, the uh, uh, astronomer, uh, the um, the monolith in two thousand one, uh huh, the one not on Earth, uh-huh. the, the one on the moon, yeah, was called TMA nineteen or something like that. TMA something. So it was the Tycho magnetic anomaly. It was oh. in the Tycho crater. Wow, uh-huh. that's good stuff. Yeah, Aaron explains it all. That's very good. Just a, just a free tidbit right there. Uh, half-assed factoid from me to you. Do you uh, do you like uh, movies about gladiators? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sure do. You ever seen a grown man naked? Every day of my life. Yeah, I have. Uh, oh. oh yeah, that's a good point. I uh, I want you know the we did Chris Colt, which is my favorite like newer thing I've done mm-hmm. in the show. Um, I really like that he's. He screams, true men! True men! In one of those promos. Yeah. And, you know, he's... Not the porno. He's gay as hell. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, he's Chris Colt after Colt was the gay magazine yeah. at the time. Mm-hmm. And um, I wanted to talk about, uh, it being Pride Month and all, a little bit of, uh, of the other uh, very masculine gay men. I love... I know uh, you love masculinity, and I know you love homosexual Well, there's sex. nothing more masculine than taking down another guy. Yeah. yeah. Especially if your name is Rock. Yeah. Oh, and now, and now think, think about wrestling, the Greco-Roman, etc. Full mood, uh, covered in grapeseed oil or whatever. Yeah, I mean, the winner's whoever keeps their heart on the but whole time. The, the winner's the audience. Well, the yeah, year <laughs> is 378 B.C. <gasps> oh, no. Wow. Here we are, ancient Greece. Oh, oh yeah, Greece. Okay. Thebes. Greece is the oh. word. You know Thebes? Yeah. Intimately? <laughs> Thebes uh, is uh, kind of, you know, they got uh, problems with Athens. They got some issues with Sparta over here, mm-hmm. you know. And they throw together this fighting force uh, of the, uh, the sacred band. And the sacred band are 150 couples of gay lovers. Yes. Oh. yes I'm familiar. God. Are you? Yeah. Only, not as much as you're going to tell me. Well, they were thrown, they were put together, and they were they were um, they were like kind of a, a shock troop force, and they would go on to basically make the Spartans for the first time ever be shown to be not invincible. Mm. And the whole idea was that if you're in love with somebody, you will protect them no matter what. Yeah, makes and, sense. And and so uh, this is kind of like, you know, put the t- to the test with this group. Um, and they would have kind of an older man that was, you know, common in the time, kind of a, a mentor. Mm. And he was called the lover. 
the younger man, about 21. He was called the Beloved. Mm. And the uh, the elder would give him like a suit of armor. That was kind of like his, you know, his welcoming, you know. And his seed. And uh, and uh, they uh, they were just... Their whole training included uh, just like horse riding, wrestling, dancing, and it was just like all about increasing intimacy between these people. Yeah, the whole well, time. But there was also some fighting training, right? Sure. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. No, they were shock troops. They just butt fucked each other on the <laughs> battlefield and shocked the Spartans into retreat. They, whoa, whoa, how do you fight these guys? They, uh, they, they were. Called, it was a sacred bond because they did take some kind of vows. Yeah. Uh, you know, that were, I guess, not like marriage, but it was, you know, yeah, a, a, a vow of intimacy between two Till people. Death. And it was basically seen as being um, friends in the eyes of God, is mm. how it was kind of... Um, God's watching the so whole you, time. The whole idea was just that, like, yeah, if you are this deep with somebody, you will not ever let them see you be a coward for a second. Yeah, and you're more likely to die for them yeah. if need be, or for the group in general. Right. And, you know... Uh, Pederasty or man-boy love was, you know, much more prevalent and popular back then in general. Sure. Uh, and I'm not a member, nor have I ever been a member of NAMBLA, uh, mm-hmm. nor do right. I endorse them. But it was, you know, because there wasn't a stigma to it, it was also seemed to be, it wasn't as traumatic for the, for the young men, you know, uh, because it was just part of daily life. Sure, yeah, it was considered part of growing up, yeah. basically. Um, that uh, Blink-182 song, right? Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, but these guys, uh, I mean, they were they were just 300, and they uh, had two generals oh, leading oh, them, too. Whoa, 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 wait, were they 300? There was 350 oh, pairs. Oh, we gotta make the 300 gay porn. Of course, oh, yeah, I mean, it's yeah. a much more interesting story. Clearly. Yeah, there's a, there's a well, of course. Dave, what is your profession? <laughs> <laughs> they uh, they had two generals, and it's thought that they were a couple as well. And like this is like the whole thing, the whole way down, and, and, and up, <laughs> <laughs> bottoms or tops. And uh, they were you know seen early on. I think like immediately after uh, their their formation, they had to get involved in some kind of skirmish between uh, Athens and Sparta on the side of Athens because Athens had recently done them some kind of solid, and they were. Uh, the heavily outnumbered by the, uh, by the Spartans. By the Spartans, and they just made some kind of move. Actually, the Athenians made this move first, which was basically when the enemy was two hundred yards away to go into a resting position, which they did with just like seamless, kind of like you know military yeah. uniformity. And they were just showing the person that they weren't going to charge down to the lower ground; they'd have to come up to them. And then the Spartans called off the whole attack. But the sacred, you know, uh, band did the same thing at the exact same time, and. Um, they were they were leading the the Theban army basically, and so um, that was that was their their first just seen anywhere type of thing. Uh, the next time they uh, are again are completely outnumbered by the Spartans, and uh, they're uh, just uh, I mean they they would come at the the most brave fighters in your army and all of your leaders and wipe them out immediately. Just like surgery. They would just be like, that guy's running shit, that guy's really baller. And then they would just hit them. And then the rest were just fucking a bunch of schmucks. And they were like, (laughs) oh, okay. And so then they like, um, they basically broke. 
And uh, the Spartans were like, okay, well, we'll let them escape, basically. Um, and they didn't. They flanked them. And they, and they killed like a thousand Spartans in one day. And this was really the first time... Uh, it, well, it, it helped establish Thebes as a, you know, a bigger thing in Greece. And um, it was the first time that the Spartans didn't look invincible. Right. Uh, which, you know, was really blowing everybody's minds. Especially since it was not from the Athenians. Right. You know, and it was from these guys, and it was... Right, Athens was the crown jewel of, of Greece at that point. Yeah. Um, put Thebes on the map. It did, it did. Uh, the uh, Lukter uh, fight, uh, battle, was uh, considered the most despite, decisive fight ever fought Greek versus Greek. Huh. And that was the one where they um, they just totally routed them and flanked them. And uh, they did uh, what is called um, the... Uh, the reach around the ob- <laughs> <laughs> it's it, they, it's basically like they lined up everything super dense because they were outnumbered in one part and they went headlong against what they knew the Spartans would would concentrate most of their fighting energy into uh-huh. which was on their right side so they actually retreated on the left to then make it an arrow and it's called the like the ob- oblique maneuver uh-huh. it was the first time it was ever recorded in history Huh. And, and it's 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 basically like you make everything way more dense, a smaller target, and a smaller target, but so much fiercer where it hits. Right. Um, and with the with the sacred band in the the vanguard, you know. Yeah. Um, and uh, so the sacred band was an elite, very force very elite force amongst of, of the Theban army of the entire Theban army. Yeah, exactly. And they, uh, you know, if you died, you you'd get a new dude. Oh, okay. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And then, you know, some of those dudes age out, too, the, you know, the, the lovers. Yeah, well, they become the... Uh, and then the beloved, beloved probably becomes the lover. That's right. And then he teaches the new beloved, you know, he gets his dick sucked for yeah. a minute. Oh, yeah. You must be new here. <laughs> yeah. Let me show you how things work, <laughs> You been here before? <laughs> I'll fuck you till you love <laughs> me. <laughs> Seal Team 69. So, uh... <laughs> they, um... They're basically uh, as soon as they really established themselves as you know the legendary fighting force of Sacred Band. Here comes fucking Alexander and Philip too, his dad oh. from Macedonia, and uh, they go up against a combined you know city-state uh, Greek army, including the Theban army, and uh, Alexander is like head to head with uh, the Sacred Band, and. Um, all the Greeks fled, except for the sacred bands. Wow. And they fought to the last man in one day. And apparently Philip II cried at seeing them all dead together. Yeah. Because it was just insanely brave. Yeah. Sacred band. Wow. A sacred band. Yeah. I, I remember hearing that 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 idea was part of... The Greek army, but I, I don't know. I, I, well, what, then the secret band was actually a name given to the Greek army's army in exile during uh, the Second World War. Okay. Uh, and it's named after those guys. And now, did they buttfuck? Uh, no, I don't think so. They uh, were. Hey. Hey. But more power to them, you know, if they did. Maybe. Yeah, they had don't ask, don't tell, or 
ask everybody, tell everybody. Yeah. I don't know. Shout it from the rooftop. Ask me, I'll tell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, but I, I wonder if... Say nothing to you, heal or more. I don't know. Something like one of those. Fire to see the browns of their ass. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wonder if the, the, the idea that it was more prevalent in the army is because of just of that band and then that story kind of got mixed with everything because i've never really heard that idea was more prevalent than just that troop but i did i mean did alexander uh, and his army practice that at all i mean i don't know i don't know uh, he was a freak but you know um that not was taught but it was it was very very well respected uh by the macedonians and of course by greeks greeks even uh it, it's thought that even uh philip let the um let them be, be kind of a tomb on the battlefield to this mm -hmm. day, because they and they they excavated like 254 bodies, something that was all on top of it each amounted other, amounted to yeah, the giant. the band, yeah. um, with a lot of other you know Macedonian of course casualties there too, um, shields, cock rings, all but yeah, it was uh, it was um, I mean fucking. Yeah, it's a beautiful. It's beautiful. Beautiful, yeah. crazy story, man. Yeah. Uh, Frank Miller will not be doing a comic <laughs> book on that, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, they, uh, they, they. Uh, shit, man. I mean, it's really a brilliant idea. I think. I mean, I think the profiles crew could really learn something from the Sacred Band. Oh yeah, big time. I, I, mean, I just got back. Hmm? So you, <laughs> what does what? that mean? What? what does that mean? Oh no. From do you think we miss you? Yeah, from <laughs> Cyprus or something? What are you talking about? <laughs> Cyprus. <laughs> Where'd you go, dude? Oh, oh no, just deep into the forest. Oh, cool. Yeah. So you're ready now? Yeah, or, yeah. Is that a yeah, metaphor? Yeah, yeah, or? yeah. It's kind of. I learned a lot. Do you want us to fuck you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or do you not? Uh, we'll be right back. All right, we'll take a break. Oh yeah, let's <laughs> take a little break. We're gonna fuck fuck Matt. And we're back. Hey, I um, I had a couple of things to add on to that. Um, Aaron reminded me I was saying um, a lot of uh, the big writers of the day were so <coughs> pro Sparta. <coughs> Did you laugh? <coughs> no. No, oh, you really got him. They were so they were so just I don't know Spartan bound. I guess that Plutarch is the only one who really did uh, the. Uh, the life of well, there weren't that many writers, right? <laughs> you know, Socrates, uh, yeah, would perish somewhere around this time. Socrates, uh, yeah, and uh, Epaminondas. Epaminondas is one of the leaders of the Sacred Band, and Plutarch did a uh, book, the life of uh, the other leader, who I believe would be then his his lover, which is uh, Pelopidas. So he did the life of Pelopidas, and that was where the Sacred Band's most of the inf information about the Sacred Band got out. Gotcha. Um, but the ones that wouldn't write about it, that were very pro Sparta, they would have these kind of oblique references to their losses. They would talk about the places yeah. where it happened, but they wouldn't. They wouldn't dignify the Theban army with right. saying who did it. Right. Um, and uh, I believe Plato had some things where he said that the men that would fight. Best to be the ones, uh, if they were fighting with their alongside their lover. So he was definitely aware. He probably said, you know, the students that learn the best. <laughs> yeah, of of the sacred band. Um, the uh, didn't um, <clears throat> didn't Alexander wasn't he tutored by 
one of these guys. Not a not a Theban arm, but eventually Alexander was tutored by one of these Greek philosophers. Uh, yeah, I yeah, don't know. yeah. God, I almost want something to like that. Oh, like after they like took yeah, over. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure, probably. Uh, Plutarch's saying he said, um, "For in all the great wars that have ever been against Greeks or barbarians, the Spartans were never before beaten by a smaller company than their own, nor indeed in a set battle when their number was equal. Both times they beat them with smaller numbers. So. Wow, oh. um, good tactics." And, you know, it's not as if the Theban army was so great. I mean, a lot of it was really due to just the precision of the sacred band. Mm -hmm. Um, And fighting for the... (laughs) Yeah. And and extra gear. This hot guy next to you. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, and they must have been ripped. Hence their courage was thought irresistible, and their high repute before the battle made a conquest already of enemies who thought themselves no match for the men of Sparta, even on equal terms. But this battle first taught the other Greeks that not only Eurotus or the country between... uh, Babis and Nasion breeds men of courage and resolution, but that where the youth are ashamed of baseness and ready to venture in a good cause, where they fly disgrace more than danger, there, wherever it be, are found the bravest and most formidable opponents. Oh, what's that from? That was from Plutarch talking okay. about uh, the um, the band. And, uh, you know, that was another thing, too, is that the band was not selected based on social status. It was purely yeah. merit as a warrior. It had nothing to do with, you know, society or who your kin were or mm-hmm. anything like that. So it was really uh, it was really cool shit. Um, Aristotle was, was Alexander's tutor. Uh, Is that right? Ah. I see. Damn. So now you know. I'm into that. Well, anyway, that's it. That's the uh, that's the Sacred Band of Thebes. Hey. Very good. Very good. So, Matt, what you got for us? Um, are you guys familiar with uh, Maroons? Like Maroon 5? No. Uh-uh. Or to be marooned? No. The color maroon. The... Cameroon, the country. The phrase maroon. So I'm going to talk about one of the great American maroons. Now, a maroon, uh, it, uh, it, it's a bastardization of the Spanish cimarron. Ah. Uh, which is wild. Wild horse. Mm-hmm. Not always a horse, but just you could be, you know, wild in general. Uh-huh. Boar. <laughs> Guy. Uh, it's a term that originated in the West Indies, and it was used to describe um, escaped slaves who had formed um, their own community, or who... who... Ah. Huh. So, so uh, uh, it, it, in Jamaica, there is a famous maroon um, who, it, who helped... Actually, the the Maroons of Jamaica fought against the British in the seventeenth seventeenth century, I believe it is, and the seventeen hundreds, and they fought so well that the British actually made a treaty with them because they couldn't defeat them. Huh? Huh? So now were they gay lovers? They could have been. I could, doubt it. Could have been cool. I don't think they love that in Jamaica. Yeah, Jamaica's not too fun. Mm. Now, maybe then, you know, um, desperate times. But. Uh, the American usage was 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 slightly uh, different. It was uh, this is from uh, Lauren Schwinniger, uh, employed as an adjective to describe a pleasure party, especially an incursion of several days. And so then this would then be used to uh, describe the what, what would be the American uh, uh, slaves who escaped. Okay, so so it, it's you, kind of a, could you read that again slower and it, sexy. <laughs> Employed so, as an so, adjective so, so, to describe a pleasure party, especially an incursion of several days. So a maroon yes. to be or to be marooned or to not not marooned, just marooned. Maroon. A maroon. A maroon was a nonstop 
pleasure party? I mean, it, it, maybe that's how it, it, it was in America. At some point, at some point but it was in, used in, as such. in general, the term uh, is a bastardization of the Spanish. Wild. Mm-hmm. Huh. And came to be, this is what they would call... Um, the, Going off the grid. The communities of escaped slaves. These were they were called maroons, huh. and okay. um, still oblique or what? You've used that word three times today. Mm-hmm. Well, it's in the it's in the thing. I got some. I got. I have obliques here next to my abdominal transversus. Uh, <laughs> I you know. I, again, I'm I'm very interested about the 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 way this word has changed. So I'm 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 scandalized. I'm flummoxed. I'm flummoxed. I love that. I'm flummoxed. I love that. Love bafflement. Yeah, bafflement. bamboozled even. I like that a lot too. I mean, I can uh, I can describe it more if you like. I would love it. Okay. I think we should go there. <laughs> Cameroon. I think we should take it there. Oh, oh we'll get there. Um, okay. So, uh, well, first, while I'm while I'm while I'm pulling this up from Wikipedia. I want to go through. Uh, so this is a, the story I'm going to tell is is maybe the most infamous American Maru, and by infamous I should I mean should be famous. Um, and I got this from uh, Michael Harriet is a writer for The Root, Hell and yeah. he calls himself I believe he calls himself an expert white white peopleologist. White peopleologist. Yeah. So he's an expert on white people. White people. Yeah. D- yeah. Uh, I used that word recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw that. Uh, it's a great. Great word, yes. and and uh, the root, <laughs> the root excellent is great, headlines, is great. the best headlines. They are savage in their takedowns. That's very good, and uh, I like that. I'm a amateur white peopleologist myself. Okay, uh, so it also so then he he told this great story. I think like last year about this man, and uh, so I looked into it more, and I found. Um, uh, a bunch of different maroonage and the fl- and flight by Lauren Schwenninger, uh, maroon and slave communities in South Carolina before 1865 by Lockley and Doddington, slavery's exiles by Sylvan Duff, and that's an amazing book. I'm going to get into that uh, many more times, uh, definitely in the Patreon because there's just so many amazing uh, escaped slaves. Uh, Delusions of Progress by Shirley and Stafford, and so I, I, I touch I'll touch on each of these. So. Um, now, Wikipedia says it entered maroon entered English around 1590s. They said from the, ad, the French adjective marron, meaning feral or fugitive. Um, the Spanish uh, word uh, cimarron is often given as a source of the English word maroon. So this is what you get with Wikipedia. You get two. This zany melting pot yeah. culture of ours, <laughs> mm-hmm. I'll tell you, wow. man. Ain't it grand? <laughs> you said it, neighbor. So in, in the slave communities in Florida, these were often used to describe them. The Great Dismal Swamp, uh, North Carolina and Virginia. Uh, colonial islands of the Caribbean. The Great Dismal Swamp. Yes. Those swamps are not a, a good time. God, what a great, they're great. great series of words. Man, yeah. they're dismal. Great Dismal Swamp. Oof. So, so all of those together forms, you know, a melting pot of all that forms the maroon. Uh-huh. So. Uh, These are autonomous communities. Well, as autonomous as they can be. Outlaw. An anarcho-syndicate autonomous collective. <laughs> now, uh, Schwenninger writes that you know, living in a group, as a, for an escaped slave, living in a group is much more dangerous than sure. living than as a solo runaway. Yeah, you stand out. Um, and you know, they would they would you, the, in the early part of the uh, of America. 
1729, dozen slaves escape from James River Plantation and build a farming community. And at this point, this is one of the last generations of mostly African slaves. Meaning pilfered, stolen, stolen. sold. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, 1730s, slaves escaped to Spanish Florida. Uh, they formed a community called Garcia Real de Santa Teresa de Mos. Uh, 1765, 40 or more of them lived in a swamp in north of Savannah River. And after the Revolutionary War, over 100 of them lived there. They called themselves the King of England soldiers. And they would raid plantations and attack Georgia militia. Whoa. Now, they're outside of society. And if they get into society... You know, they can be taken and thrown back into slavery. Of course, yeah. And now, so, tell me what year this is again. I'm sorry. Well, the one we're going to talk about is in the uh, 18, uh, 1820s. But okay. this, you know, as soon as you, as soon as slaves were brought here, they escaped because there's no such thing as a good plantation. No. This is no soup right. plantation. Yeah, right. Which is bankrupt. Yeah. R.I.P. Yeah. You know, but, even uh, even Rob, Robert E. Lee, the, oh, what a what a southern gentleman it was. Robert E. Lee was famous among slaves for breaking up slave families on purpose. Yes. He was an incredibly good cruel God. man. Hey. He was a good son. Even George Washington, man, some of those teeth came out of slaves' mouth. Yeah. They were not wooden. Yeah, when George Washington was president, he didn't want he didn't want his personal slave to uh, DC had a rule that if this if a slave was in DC for so long he became that, free. Yeah. yeah. And so Washington every every few months he would send the slave back to his plantation and right. back to DC again so the man couldn't claim his freedom. It's like give, make, giving you just enough hours so that you don't get health care. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. right. It, it's exactly the same thing. Yeah. Um so yeah, I'm I'm, I'm I, at some point I'd, I'd like for us to talk about the that first generation that you mentioned of, of it's very, yeah, it's very it's such an interesting because after that, you know, a lot of uh, uh, American blacks, their, their culture, their their original culture was stolen from them, and, and then and, and, and they're then, forced, they're 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 told that their culture is as a slave, and yes. of course, most of them know, but you know, but you can still indoctrinate people. Yes, they, they, yes, the the their African culture is stolen from them, and it only takes a generation for it to be completely wiped away and forgotten, mm -hmm. and then a, an inferior one, or rather, at least an alien one, is imposed upon them. Mm -hmm. um, it, it's such an interesting, or the or the white one, the white one of them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The, yeah, the, but I mean, do you really ever forget? You know, well, especially no, no, the, when, when the you're the stories. That. Of course, the stories yeah. always pass. The stories down. come down, yeah. but you know, I mean, most blacks in this country are Christian. Sure. So that I mean, that's just one example, right? Sure, sure. And, and then yeah. just take that all the way down, um, you know, to even uh, slang and language has a lot in common with like, you know, Scottish sheep herder culture. Sure. Which yeah. which makes its way to the Appalachians, and that's why there's a lot. Or of, even like, the French stuff out of the you out know, of the, the bayou. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it's sure. it's an interesting. Um, Experiment that was well, horrible, horrific experiment that was perpetrated on yeah. on the blacks in this country. Um, but that first generation, so is interesting to dive into. So yeah, at some yeah. point, I'd like to talk about that. Yeah, I, I don't know. No, uh, I think Schwenninger just uh, briefly touches on it. Um, um, we'll have to read a book. Yeah, yeah. Or at least the blog. I mean, it's, it's something yeah. that uh, is, is obvious, but also uh, not, 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 not nearly obvious. enough at all. Yeah. Um, 1795, Wellington, North Carolina, guerrilla bands attacked plantations, killed a white overseer. This was led by a man called uh, the General of the Swamps. He is swamps. Of the Swamps. He is eventually killed by a posse. So you, so you have to imagine these groups, you know, 
the 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 easiest the safest way um as a escapee is to be by yourself and yeah. and then join uh society and just pretend you know and hope you don't get recognized or thought someone else or <sighs> Safety in um, isolation. Yeah, uh, but for the larger groups, you know, and, they, and usually the it was um, what is it something like um, Schwenninger again? A solo man running away had a one in fifty chance of not getting caught. Yeah, um, and so it gets harder with groups, and the groups then have, um, especially back then. I, I'm not saying they're less than, but back then women. And children, sure, yeah, and so they're uh, not afforded the opportunity to prove themselves. And of course, yeah, the dead weight. And well, uh, the, I mean, no, no, you're you're right. I mean, it, but it sucks. but you're not right. You're right, though. I know what you mean. Not dead weight, but just whatever. You know what I mean. <laughs> it's another. It's ma- it's extra mouths to feed. It's somebody to protect. Somebody to look after. Yeah, Yeah, it's just. And then again, there's you know Harriet Tubman, Tubman, the greatest. Sure. Yeah. Who? If there's anybody, should be on a fucking. Yeah. Look at all these slave masters posing on your dollar. Uh, And and so they would live in places like the swamps because uh, one, they were hard for white people to track through the swamps, Um, and two, well, I guess two, they were hard to track through the swamps. It was Uh, dangerous. White people wouldn't go in there. Yeah. There's gators there. And um, you know they could build three or they could build underground not in the swamps but you know there that was something they would do and they could have four to five different places okay you know okay i hear someone coming there let's go over to this other place huh. sure and they could camouflage themselves easier yeah um in places like that huh and so i mean you know even that happens today white people don't want to live somewhere so everybody else does that totally still happens yeah. totally yeah uh, 1820s, Onslaught County, North Carolina, William L. Hill, head of a militia unit, unit he says, uh, and I'm quoting here, uh, No inhabitant could feel himself at any moment secure in his life, person, or property from plunder, rapine, and devastation committed by them, daily and nightly, in every corner of the county. In order to fight this, Hill put together a militia of 200 men to go. So you know, these maroons were, would fight, you know, and, and huh. be, because they're not part of society, the way they survive is by, is by theft and, sure. and by um, going to the plantations at night and getting info and yeah. food and supplies. Raiding, yeah. Not always raiding, but, but trading with the slaves. Sure, yeah. Um, and it's getting like info from The free from folk, them. man. Yeah, it's a good call. It's crazy. Uh, 1840s, a farmer in Halifax County chased down a group. Wow. Uh, so the group uh, uh, killed 75 of his hogs. They said, Whoa. if you try to follow us again, we'll kill all your hogs and you. Damn. 1843, the Second Seminole War was Maroons and Seminoles fighting against the, uh, ah. the United States. And when Damn. they lost, both communities were then forced west. Wow. So... Um, does that bring us to Joe? Joe. Um, so, Joe. but also, also, so something. This is this is something that came in the 1850s. But I think this is a, a, a quote scholarship of of an idea that existed uh, forever. Uh, 1851. Doctor Samuel Cartwright hypothesized that slaves ran away because of a hereditary mental illness. Oh my god! Which he called drapetomania. Drapetomania. Yes. What's the etymology of that? I think it's just a word he made up. I don't know. There's probably some Latin or some shit. Yeah. But he's, you know, there was a belief that they don't know what's good for them. Of course. There's a disease. Totally, totally. That yeah. makes them not want to be slaves. Subjugated and yeah. prisoned and worked to death. 
Uh, uh, Olmsted, uh, uh, I forget the fucking first name. He says, uh, uh, White's called it, quote, a disease, a monomania to which the Negro race is particularly subject. Throughout the South, slaves are accustomed to run away. Accustomed to run away! Uh, Damn. Accustomed. Accustomed. God. It's in their nature. What no. is it about oh, being a slave? Do, do they not appreciate? Yeah. You know, you turn your back for one minute. You know, on the people you own. I know on the people that you're terrifying every day of yeah. your life and tearing them apart from their families. They must be sick. Yeah, God, it's really an epidemic in the community. Honestly, yeah. oh. pandemic. <laughs> so that pandemic. <laughs> so, so can we? Can, uh, can I just run got out that drape to mania? <laughs> can I run out and pee real quick before yes, you start? Yeah, 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 yeah. Is it really a guy named Joe? Yeah. Stay tuned, folks. We'll right oh, hey, Joe, you ever run away? We'll be right back. And we're back. You said it. <laughs> and I heard it. Dude, a lot of you said it this time. And mm -hmm. he turned it. Well, it was very oblique. <laughs> it's very oblique. It's the oblique order was the name of the military move. Uh-huh. It's the, uh, that's why. I'm not just saying the word oblique out of nowhere. Your obliques right here. I got your obliques right here, pal. <laughs> Looks fucking sub-bleak to me. I got your obelisk right here. What? Nice. Hey. All right, so we were talking okay. about the epidemic of, of, of runaway... Uh, yes, uh, yes, yes. The trouble. Yeah. Uh, okay, so now we're going to focus on um, uh, one man... Um, who uh, started, he was originally called Joe, and I don't think there's any evidence that he asked to be called anything else, but he would eventually have a, a, a nom de plume. Um, his name was Joe, and um, he may have been part of a group of escapees in swamps near Pineville, South Carolina in 1819. Okay. Um, uh, from Duff, we, we know that he, for sure, he escaped sometime before 1821. From a, he escaped from a Mr. Carroll in Richland, 140 miles north of Georgetown. And Georgetown was where he would um, become known. Mm. Huh. He was described as uh, over six feet tall, 200 pounds, quote, <laughs> a tall athlete with long strides that quickly covered much land. Mm. He was described as um, uh, yellow in complexion, but it's like, um, i say high yellow. Yes. Ah, uh, yes. Well, you mentioned that a, a few episodes ago. Yes. And the, the uh, Worley, um, the Cromwell. That's uh, right. Helen episode, I believe it was. Yes. Um, uh, whites would always say he was darker than he was, and blacks would always say he was lighter than he ah. was. All right. Yes. No man's land. Uh, uh, Caught uh, betwixt. <laughs> yes. Not black enough, nor are you white enough to be white. Yes. Uh, on, on his uh, one uh, uh, cheek, he had a scar as big as a half dollar, uh, apparently from a, a bite with a uh, during a fight with another man. Good <laughs> God! <laughs> Robert De Niro bit his cheek while was fucking him in Cape Fear. <laughs> uh, one of his arms had a scar from a saber, and both legs had uh, had had marks from glancing bullet wounds as uh, as he was you know he would be hit as he was running often. <sighs> glancing, wow. Woo! What a what, wow! What a term. Thank you. I that that's uh, that's my own term. Oh, is it? Yeah, I didn't I didn't copy anybody on that one. Thank really? You. Thank you, John. Yeah. At a glance. Glancing. Well, you know, it's just a it's just a, a touch. A graze. You know, I like wordplay. <laughs> uh -huh. Come on. Mm. Uh, one local gazette in the area said he was uh, quote 
An artful, an artful and bold fellow, and approaches in hardihood to the character of Three Fingered Jack, the celebrated bandit of Jamaica. Huh. Three Fingered Jack was a popular maroon leader in the late 1770s in Jamaica, and he would have plays and, and stories and. He he was a romantic figure. Right. Uh, he became bigger uh, than himself. Huh. And Folk hero. Yeah, and part of that is probably 1770s. He's fighting uh, the British. Who America. He's a, he's a, a counterculture figure. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Like a Joaquin Murrieta, if you will. Damn. I don't know that. You will. <laughs> huh. Stay now, sometime, uh, sometime uh, either in 1821 or 1820, a man named Jack from Lancaster, Virginia, escaped from a Mr. Fonberg, uh, who owned some slaves, and another Jack from Cat Island, South Carolina, also escaped from a woman named Mrs. Ory, who owned a bunch of slaves, and together with 17 other people, including five women and children, uh, they started marooning with Joe in a swamp in, uh, of the Waterley River. Watery River. Watery? Watery. W a t e r e e ah ah river in South Carolina. Man, this river is really watery. It's really watery, huh? Uh, you yeah, said it. yeah. There's a there's just so many. <laughs> Don't be a bleep. There's so many just random rivers and and, and creeks in that area. Oh, cricks. Sometimes yeah. they're called cricks. Sometimes they're estuaries. Streams. Uh, uh, deltas. Uh, tributaries. Absolutely. Yeah, and uh, you know, there's um, um, you know a couple. There's a lot of swamps in those areas, of course. Yeah. yeah. Now, May twenty seventh, eighteen twenty one, Virginia Jack, South Carolina Jack, and Joe, they leave from a place called South Island on the on the coast uh -huh. of South Carolina, about halfway between Myrtle Beach and um, uh, uh, Charleston. Charleston, and they take a canoe down the North Santee River. And they end Santee. up Santee. and they end up at this uh, man named George Ford, Flo, uh, Ford's plantation. George Ford owned forty nine people. Wow, that's so fucked up. Crazy. <laughs> not even. Uh, I mean, yeah, um, it, it's yeah. it's a lot, but it's not even a lot. Yeah, yeah. It's the you know, it's, so so now uh, they they went to Ford's plantation to kill cattle. It was kind of like let's just you know fuck his shit up. Yeah. Now, Ford was told, someone, uh, 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 someone uh, uh, ratted, I believe Michael Harriet says this person was called, uh, let's call them, a uh, 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 slave tech nine. <laughs> With, a Takeshi uh, six slave nine. To, uh, uh, to slavey six nine. Wow. Like, yeah. oh, I, like I... Uh, so, so Ford hears his cattle is, are being killed, so he shows up on the scene with another man. Uh, but uh, Joe, Jack, and Jack were actually waiting for him to show up, and they ambush him. Wow. Uh, one Jack shoots and kills Ford, Damn. and the slave takes the other Jack prisoner. Oh, my God. So uh, you take the South Carolina Jack prisoner. So prisoner uh, South Carolina Jack, he says Joe is also, he, he, uh, a, few, a few weeks prior, he tried to kill a Mr. McLennan. Uh, but Mr. McLennan's horse veered off and flew out, um, and so uh, because of because of uh, uh, of killing Ford, and also the story that Joe had reportedly tried to kill another man, the governor of South Carolina, a man named Bennett, 
calls Ford's death, quote, uh, an unproked and dreadful murder of a worthy fellow, fellow citizen. Wow. Uh, if you're a fellow citizen. I mean, he owned 49 people. He's not exactly yeah. a lightweight. Yeah. He's an yeah. upstanding member of the slaveholding <laughs> yes. community. Out- yeah. uh, upstanding member of... Crazy, man. So he, uh, there's, a, there's a hit out on Joe, is what we're saying? So after, so after this proclamation, uh, Bennett... Uh, issues a uh, uh, a reward of two hundred dollars for Joe. Hmm. Now the citizens of Georgetown they cobbled together their own money uh, for three hundred dollars for Joe. So this is eighteen twenty one five hundred dollars for the man who can bring him Joe. It's about eleven point three thousand dollars today. Huh. It's really um, today. It seems like not a lot, but probably it, it's a crazy amount of money. You know uh, what was it back then? I uh, in the eighteen fifties. Um, uh, you could rent a slave for like twenty dollars a month. Oh my god! Twenty American? Yeah, like twenty. In the eighteen, in 20, the in the twenty USA dollars? Yeah. So you like know, twenty dollars now, or the twenty dollars then? Oh, so what's that now? Like a lease, car lease payment? Yeah, probably five hundred bucks. Yeah. Shit. Yeah, yeah, something like it's like six twenty something. Uh, I have it written down somewhere. We'll get to it eventually. Now, uh, so there's five. Now this guy's got a, Joe's got a bounty on him, right? Now, this captured Jack, he also says that after Ford, uh, after, after the Ford killing, Joe and Virginia Jack, they went back to Cat Island to get their clothes. Uh-huh. Not Cat Island, uh, uh, um, South Island. They went back, they got their clothes, then they headed home, uh, and if their home is, which would be in the general area of Congaree, uh, Congaree National Park. Congaree? Congaree National Park, Manchester Forest. This whole trip itself would have been... Almost 150 miles. Jesus, just to just to fuck some just to you know just <laughs> yeah. to fuck some shit up. Well, I mean that's pretty fun. It's about sending yeah. a message. It is. Yeah, and you know they're traveling by boat. Is you know it's probably a little scenic at Idyllic. times. Idyllic. Yeah, you're yeah. on the watery river. The watery, the sandy beaches, or whatever. <laughs> the rocky, fucking, sure. The rockaway. Your, your legs are glazed, <laughs> glanced, whatever. Now, uh, so now the, the prisoner Jack, he gives he gives folks a general area of where Joe and and, and the maroons can be found. So he's so. Prisoner Jack is 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 he was cooperating witness. But, yes, he, right. He but he was captured by a or he was he was captured by a slave. A slave. Yeah. <sighs> Boy. Yeah. That's a real pickle. There's 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 a lot there's a lot going on. There. Yeah, there's a lot to unpack there. So he now is is like, well, I'll tell you where you can find Kangaroo Jack. Uh, yeah, and and, 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 and Joe. you'll you'll get a you'll you'll, you'll get a sense of, of why he may have done that. You know, you can guess, but it, I'll, I'll, t- I'll touch yeah, on it a little bit. There's a million reasons. I get it. Now, because of this info, a militia is formed, and I'll they start scouring. You I'll flip on you in a heartbeat. <laughs> a militia starts scouring through the swamps in that area, and um, May 30th, just three days later, they come up on Joe, uh, Virginia Jack, and a woman. <clears throat> they fire and they miss. They miss Joe. He runs off, and they wound the woman. woman? Good God! Nah, black one, black one, and uh, and and they catch uh, second Jack. So Virginia, they catch Virginia Jack. So the two Jacks are captured. Right, but this Jack, this Virginia Jack, he's put on trial for Ford's murder, and he describes it as this. Uh, 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 and this is how the white people described him while he was sitting on the stand. Uh, uh, quote. He had a terrible expression of countenance and exhibited not one mark of penitence or sorry, but preserved the utmost stubbornness of feature and of manner. But you have to say, 
weird. I know. Ugh. It's like he thought he did nothing wrong. It's like he doesn't want to take part in his own ritualistic murder. <laughs> yeah. How dare he? I'm so sorry, you guys. Next thing you know, he'll want to escape. Yeah. Yeah. Sick. You've always been so nice to me. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with me. Sorry. Now he is. <laughs> I guess. Well, I guess. So, uh, Virginia Jack, he was found guilty of murder or guilty of being at the elbow of the shooter who... Um, oh, well, that's a pivotal point. Yes. Uh, but either way, they found him guilty. Either he did it or he was at the standing next to the guy who did. Here I am at my elbow. I and on June 8th, uh, he was hanged. Oh. And then his body was given to surgeons for dissection. Ugh. Which well, I guess it's better than. Yeah, but it just seems like, hey, here's a here's a thing you can have fun with, right? So, uh, Joe decided to um, get better at hiding, and after this, uh, good move. He was um, he'd be seen a bunch, but they could never quite uh, figure out where or pin him down. Yeah, and, and because of all of these escapes, he would he he would be given the nickname Forrest. <laughs> huh. And uh, one person who saw him uh, said uh, they, they noted that his clothes were brown, which was, uh, which was r rare, which was not normal. Uh, he probably dyed them with bark. Huh. Um, and most runaways had white or blue clothes. That is, uh, that's from uh, Diouf. Um, and that's like common to like make them visible. Yeah, probably. I mean, I, I, think, I think white, you know, for some reason white was always a pretty standard. Huh. Maybe just because dying clothes dying is a, clothes is a pain a, in the it's ass. An extra cost, yeah. Um, but brown doesn't sound too rare. Well, you know, dirty or you know, but it, it sounded like he he was camouflaging himself. Yeah. And uh, and uh, it was also noted that on his uh, two two two. Okay, should I get to that now? Da, da, da. I guess so. So it was, it was also noted that um, he he wore on his chest. He wore a large pack, which no ball could penetrate. Huh. So he was like Batman. He was, so yeah, he was, uh, he was basically wearing a, a bulletproof vest. Yeah. And uh, there, there's... Pelletproof. Sure. There's at least one other case of this. There was a man who wore a vest that was so stuffed with turkey feathers that a bullet couldn't penetrate it. So, ah. Tur turkey, turkey feathers? And so, you, yeah. It's it, tough it, stuff. Yes. Put enough of them. So you have to imagine, you know, these guys are, you know, they're getting shot at a lot. And sure. they're planning for it. And they're, um, it's not like they had a long, most Maroons did not live as long as, or, or survive as Maroons as long as Joe Sure, did. yeah. Um, Dio supposes that his, his total band was about under 20. And their, their neighborhood through these swamps covered an area of about uh, 5,500 square miles. Uh-huh. So uh, he had an information network. Yeah. So um, and twenty was, people occupied fifty five hundred. Well, no, but so twenty people would be in one place, and then they would hear from someone in their information network because you know. I got it. Got it. Got you it. know, the information network was bigger than the band of twenty. Yeah, and their information oh, yeah. and their information network was you know every at some point in a week they would probably go to a plantation. They would trade stuff with yeah. the slaves. Yeah. Um, and they would raid other houses, and you know, and 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 the slaves would would give them what they heard. It's crazy. Just think about that whole contraband economy. That yes, it's. Um, I mean, but the, again, that was. It's not yeah. like they could walk into town. Sure. Yeah. Totally. Uh, wow. I, on June twenty first, he was. Um, this is, I believe this is eighteen uh, twenty. 
This is still 1821. Uh, June 21st, he was camped near a, a man named Captain Harvey's plantation. Uh, the captain noticed some smoke um, and, and crept up on uh, and saw a, a forest and another man, and they fled into the woods. Huh. And then that night, the Captain Harvey heard his cattle rustling a little bit. Uh-oh. Probably getting and, chopped up. Well, uh, uh, he didn't. And then, but the next morning, he goes out and he found he finds that uh, uh, a lot of his lead is missing, a canoe is missing, and also a flatboat. So even though Joe was scared off, uh, you know, in that moment, he still stuck around long he enough to. Got what he to, came for. Yeah. yeah. And, nice. A uh, couple of boats. Yeah. A, a, you know, flatboat is you know basically it's a flat bottom boat, but it, it's it's really good for um, yeah supplies. You know, yeah, like sure. moving supplies around. Yeah. Uh, July 1st, he enters a town in Williamsburg. He's carrying a gun and a lot of ammunition. Uh, 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 D.F. says a girl. I'm not sure if that's a slave girl. Oh. Um, uh, she, she threatens to give alarm, and she tries to escape. He stops her, and she, he says, if you, if you give alarm, I'm going to uh This is the girl he arrived with? No, this is just a, a girl that oh, was okay. in, in the gotcha. house when gotcha. he showed up. Right. And uh, he said he would kill her if, if, she, uh, if she decided to make any noise. He Bad le- idea. He leaves the house with two pounds of shot and some powder. Uh, there's a hunt. They follow some tracks. They can't find him again. Uh, later in July, uh, uh, the uh, the first Jack he is um, he is found guilty of uh-huh. conspiring and participating in Ford's murder, but because of his help, he is only banished from the state. Okay. Oh yeah. Get the fuck out of here. And that you know it, um, they said. Yeah. Yeah. Now, uh, Joe goes quiet for a little bit, but by the summer of 1822, he's still he's still being mentioned. He's still uh, white people are still worried about him. There's no um, concrete stories. There's nothing in the papers, but there's still you know stuff is still going on, and and white people are still worried about him. And this is um, I believe this is from Dia, quoting somewhere else. Uh, quote, the various channels through which he received information of every movement made or planned devised to effect that object enabled him to act with impunity in many instances under circumstances in places which the most daring villainy would scarcely have conceived. And so that's how everybody was thinking about him. There's, you know, at any moment, um, this guy could strike. Yeah. And, and, and he was, you know, not always stealing. Sometimes he's just, he was just showing up and killing stuff and leaving. <laughs> right, right, yeah. Uh, one-man uh, guerrilla warfare. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, he and, and you know, it wasn't always what... He usually had someone from the, another maroon with him. Strikes evil into the hearts of men. Well, yeah, fuck these people. Fuck them. Fuck them. Fuck their cows. Take their and, shit. Yeah. Fuck their daughters. Yeah. What? But, I, it, but it is, you know, it is interesting. <laughs> you know, he had uh, he had a group with him, and um, uh, he, you know, you have to wonder why why stay, but also why not stay. You know, yeah. the, you know, this it's, it's a very interesting. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's a scary way of life. Yeah. Uh, almost no matter what but, side you're at. Yeah. yeah I mean, what, what's the alternative? Like, mm-hmm. well, I mean, being the guy that caught the first jack, I bet that guy probably fo- thought he was making the right decision too. Oh, the slave? Yeah. Yeah. You know, he was still a slave after he did that. Yeah, yeah. totally. But I mean, you know, it's just so that what's thing the about alternative. You know, gauging Nothing. safety and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, and and you know, longevity and you know, there's. Yeah, safety is a trade-off. <sighs> it is. It is, and there's you know, there's also that thing that you know is something like Stockholm syndrome, I guess, that you could you know, um, being uh, more house than field. 
where you think that maybe you can uh, talk sense to these people that or are just just uh, you know just hedging you? your bets. Like yeah, I'm just gonna. Yeah, this yeah. is the safe bet here. Is that I I'm here. Sure. So not even house or field. Like just what well, I, I could be out in the swamps. You know, it's just you know. I get it. I get. I get. I get why that person did that. Yeah, yeah we all do it. Uh, in November 1822, uh, word... but I'm white, so I don't know. Shit, <laughs> that's true. November 1822, word goes around uh, that Joe is wounded uh, in Clarendon. And he was quite lame. Uh, two men were captured, and they said they were on their way to Mrs. Horry's plantation. Uh-oh. Uh, likely, but likely to winter. So, you know, in the, in, in the winter, you know, it's, it's harder to um, hunt yeah. and get, uh, get supplies. So, so you stay sure. you, you stay in the woods near a plantation somewhere, and at yeah. night you go in and you get what you can, and then you yeah. leave. Uh, but Joe wasn't done. Uh, 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 next year, eight, August 29th, 1823... Uh, uh, Forrest slash Joe, uh, and four men enter the Sumter plantation of South Carolina's former governor, James Burchill Richardson. Ah. And this is something Joe, uh, had never really done, like, before. Mm. It's in the middle of the day, in yeah. broad daylight, in view of all of the slaves, he walks up and he shoots a driver dead. Oh, my and God. And then he turns, he shoots a... slave a, driver? A, or? Well, no, a driver. A horse carriage driver? Yeah. And he and then he uh, turns and they shoot at the overseer. The overseer flees. Oh my God! And brazen, brazen, Quite. absolutely broad daylight. And then it gets a little complicated because the killing of the driver may have been retribution. Uh huh. So now mm-hmm. Joe had a wife, or For- Forrest uh, is from Dio. Forrest had a wife, Dinah or Diana. Um, and he is also reported to have a young mistress. And he also supposedly nice. had a third woman. Oh, my dear God. This no. woman, this third woman, was uh, supposedly from the Belleville uh, plantation of a French doctor named uh, Jean-Louis Raoul, Raoul uh, of St. Matthew's Parish. <laughs> and um, she had run off and um, stayed with Joe. And, and the, the, the doctor said, oh, no, she was stolen. So now this driver, uh, he stole the woman back, and then she ran off again, huh. or was stolen again. Right. And uh, you know, uh, she's got that same crazy. Fucking... Yeah. Right. And so uh, the uh, the driver is believed uh, Joe killed him personally for um, taking this woman back. So what we've huh. got is a Django situation here. And uh, the the doctor said, uh, "Well, you know, she was a valuable slave, uh, and you know, and and do you argue that well that he was saying that because even if she didn't want to be there, if he says it this way that she was stolen, then he gets compensated for it." Right. 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 Um. So, so the story is Joe shoots the driver because the driver was, um, you know, fucking with his operation. Yeah. And uh, and then it goes off, and and this daring broad daylight thing, DF says, you know, this enam- this builds him in the community to a whole nother level. The oh sla- yeah, the slave it's, community, it's, uh, myth making, right? And, and even shows kill- up in broad daylight, caps the driver, yeah, shoots the overseer, take, yeah, it's pretty uh, 
urban legendary. Pretty good stuff. Yeah. Legendary, rather. And, and and even Diff says that you know the, the slave community they uh, is they they understood who the, who the driver was. You know, they, right. it, was, it wasn't beyond them. Yes, that this guy sucked. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course. Oh, the poor driver. <laughs> They're gonna kill that poor driver. <laughs> now, after this this brazen incident, what happens is the citizens of Pineville, South Carolina. Uh, after this, you know, ju- this is this is another level. So the citizens of Pineville form a group in order to devise a plan for apprehending Joe. And one thing they do, along with forming a militia, they offer rewards to blacks for assistance um, in helping get the, to, to get Joe. Oh, great. And so October 4th, a slave named Royal, he leads a group of white men into the swamp. And maybe Royal had known some of them before, I don't know. But uh, Royal eventually uh, uh, finds uh, where Joe is at, and he uh, calls to him, and Joe... Hey, Joe? <laughs> <laughs> and Joe and, and three other men um, approach, and as they approach, uh, the white militiamen jump. They were laying in a boat, and they jump up, and they ambush Joe, and they shoot Joe. Jesus. And they kill the men with Joe, um, and... They cut off Joe's head and they put it on a God. they put it on a stake in the middle in the at the mouth of the creek. Wow! As a warning to everybody. Whoa! What happened to Royal? Well, I'll get to that in a, a, yeah. a second. So then, this militia group then they raid the swamp. They spend the next uh, weeks raiding the swamp, looking for the rest of the maroons. Uh, they find uh, they find them. They find one camp. Uh, one maroon escapes. They capture another. They shoot a three year old in the head. Oh God! And then the next day, they find another group of two men and three women. One man escapes, one is caught, two of the women were caught, and one, Forrest's, quote, stolen wife, was wounded. And uh-huh. so this is after, this is days, maybe weeks after he's killed. Yeah. And she still hasn't returned to her uh, yeah. wonderful owner. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, Royal and, and, and many of these people who helped out, they were promised... Um, yes. Rewards and royals. Uh, it took years, and it actually went to the legislature to actually get his reward. And 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 initially, the seven hundred dollar reward was given to his owner. Of course, of course, yeah, that's what they do. And it took uh, it took years and years, and 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 a lot of these uh, the slaves who uh, did help uh, were not paid, and some were, yeah. but it took a long time. Well, that's the thing about slaves, is that you don't pay them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know, country capital uh, founded on capitalism. Um, yeah, that's a pretty important part. Well, you know, also in capitalism, you gotta, you know, you gotta pinch pennies when you can, and one way to do that is not pay your workers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, but everybody must have. Maybe, maybe we're missing out. Maybe I have the wrong bootstraps because mine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. These, you, I hear about these magical bootstraps where you can know, just you get. Lift, you can get in. You can get anything. You, know, you, you can just, fly away. John, you got uh, Velcro shoes. <laughs> Dude, I don't even, and I don't know how to tie them. Yeah. So, so, so you know. Um, one of the reasons I don't have Velcro shoes, man. He's got fucking <laughs> Doc Martens. Yeah, Aaron makes fun of my Doc Martens. I don't make fun of them. I question them because I'm interested. Right. <laughs> I mean, they're doctors. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they're Doc Martens. Now, um, Matt, somebody is... asked me if you were a doctor the other day. Really? I didn't answer. Yeah, smart. Yeah. Nobody asked if I was a doctor. 
I mean, they know they know where they know. It's it, just look at the deeds done. Yeah, look at yeah. the facts yeah. and you know parse the evidence and mind your own business. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck right off. Sorry. So, 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 so uh, I'm just going to wrap this up here with a couple of things. Now, Schrodinger, he he's, he writes that the you know why why you know a place like Jamaica. In America, what was the difference between the, 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 the sustained power of the maroon commu- communities in, in some place like Jamaica versus... So the weed man! <laughs> versus America. No. Good guess, but no. Misogyny and homophobia, <laughs> man! No, no. <laughs> the difference, uh, he writes, was, uh, was quote... Good guesses. The determination and vengeance of whites. Ah. You know, you know it, for the British... You know they probably well, the, don't want to put that. Yeah, they're like, oh, that didn't work out. I guess move on. <laughs> let's let's go back. Let's go back. Stay. Let's go go back to the crowd and we'll have some yeah. tea and hang out and yes. And then uh, people are like, this is all I got. Well, and the American whites, what they did is they after um, they would pass laws that if you are a free man, you have to pay taxes for being a free man. Oh, good God! And if you can't pay those taxes, then you become yeah. property again. Right. And man, they really made such a big deal out of all that freedom shit. And mm-hmm. they really just turns out freedom's not free. It's, 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 it's a fifty dollar tax in eighteen fifty. God, um, and poll taxes. So, so even if you were free, it still wasn't a form of freedom. And then here's this. So that group in Pineville that was formed to hunt Joe, the White Posse. They also took on an official name. Um, oh. They had their own constitution. Uh-oh. In 1839, they wrote their own constitution in Pineville. <laughs> and uh, uh, this is in their constitution. I'm sure quote, it was spelled, everything was spelled correctly, too. The, the purpose, as they write in their constitution, of their militia, quote, the enforcement of a rigid system of police and the suppression of all traffic with slaves. And they called themselves the Pineville Police Association. The and P- so... The PPA. And so when people wonder, what do you mean defund police? Yeah. You cannot reform an institution that was formed to enforce slavery. Mm-hmm. Well, and defunding you, doesn't mean abolishing. Right? No, but... So but, I, but Defunding you, just means taking that money and, and putting it into places that uh, prevent crime yeah. in the first place as, a fo- as opposed to it being a completely reactionary uh, system. So right. you, you put money so that crime, you know, you stop it at the root. Um, yeah, it's not just you know having mental health it. professionals show up at certain scenes instead of police. Yeah, yeah unarmed is, social workers. Yeah, not, and not a fucking Batmobile with a Gatling gun. Yeah, right. But when when an institution is formed to enforce slavery, and Pineville was not the only one. Right. Yes, this happened had, yes. all over the United States. Mm-hmm. The when police... an institution is created to enforce slavery, yeah, you cannot reform a thing. That has it was born of such devious and awful causes. Yeah. You have to start over with something completely different. Because what it, Jim Crow was a reformation of slavery. Right. Mm-hmm. That didn't fix anything. Yeah, I mean, you know, there was uh, just, you know, uh, time after time, there's been, you know... The police are seen as like this, like civic, you know, uh, institution. A lot of times, the police are. I mean, the police in Northern Ireland were always Protestants and not Catholics. Mm-hmm. They were seen as in, entirely a, a politically uh, biased and hateful force. Um, that's not. That's not even here at all. Um, it was taken for granted if you were pulled over by a cop, 
and you were a Catholic, you knew they were a Protestant and, you know, were suspicious of you. So Yeah. I mean, Rosemary's baby, do you send it to a nice school and then it's okay? No, it's still the devil. Right. That doesn't change it. Yeah, man, you got to give that kid a chance, though, you know. It's somebody's baby. It's Rosemary's. Yeah. It's Rosemary's baby. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's it's a uh, it's all very murky. It's uh, oblique, as as you would call it. Um, <laughs> I don't think it's too uh, murky, really. Is I mean, we all agree that the police are uh, uh, over well, over militarized, over militarized, and undertrained. Uh, you nailed it, uh, and, and spread thin with the. They should not be and, going and hyper paranoid, and and and, uh, and to yeah. a degree, I don't want to say rightly so, but you can understand why, right? You can understand why because they also are. Uh, too much is thrust upon them. Right, but also at the same time... The problems of the day are thrust upon them. I mean, that is the job. They, they, but they should have a, a much more narrow set of, this of is tasks a, to respond to. This is a problem that they have brought yeah. on themselves by in ev- increasingly asking for more money and more money and more money yes. without any and change. because they have in, the guns, in, they get it. Yeah. Because you you can't say oh no I don't want or now you, we can finally say no I don't want more police right we, even the small town where I came from the pl- every year they would ask for a new cruiser yeah they, they didn't it would take five minutes to drive through the whole fucking town they didn't need a cruiser but right. I mean you know it's just such a dicey thing when cops get involved you know even as a white person I mean I fucking think. Five times before I ever called the cops, even if it seems like I have never called the cops the once in my fucking move. life. So just so everybody knows, like, yes, um, uh, whites get much, you know, in, on, in general, going to get better treatment from the cops. But like, yeah. it doesn't mean that we all like them. Uh, I've had fine interactions with cops. I've had nightmare <laughs> interactions with cops. Um, I can't imagine if I was black how, how much how much worse the other the interactions that I've had with sure. them would be. Um, uh, cops, cops don't need to be called for a man sleeping in his car. Cops don't no, need to be called right. for a, a, a marital dispute. We need people who solve who who solve problems. Who who are called yeah. solves problems by talking. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and there's a thing too there where it's just kind of like you know, you got to admit that if you're treating everything like it's a crime, then it's really about collecting money. Yeah. Getting people to pay into the court system, getting people to pay fines, and we yes. revenue enhancement. Uh, yeah, well, there's uh, uh, private uh, prisons. Like we, we, like you got to admit, if you're if you're making everything a crime, you're just funding. Yeah, the, it's, it's political and, corruption. We get nickel and dimed, and it's death by a thousand cuts. Yeah, and and then you get into the system where you can never get out of it. Like yeah. If you, you get into are, a system where where you basically have to admit to something you didn't do in order to just get out of jail. You have you. you yeah, you, we're guaranteed the right to a trial in this country, but I think something like ninety percent of cases don't go to trial. Don't go to trial because you are incentivized to plead because of how outrageous the sentencing is and how long it can how, hold you and how much money it costs to, to fight. taxpayer. Yeah, yeah, and stuff. Yeah. So they just you know you just plea out, plea out, and you yeah. don't get to have your that, day in court. Your day in court. Um, yeah. It's. And and this is just this is the trajectory of institutions and empires, like especially institutions. Like the police system is an institution, and it is buckling under its own weight and size and budget. It has to justify its own existence. Well, how do you justify its own existence when crime falls? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, mm-hmm. you increase the scope of its responsibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but also good. that could go in a good way. <laughs> 
It could, but you it's know, not. I mean, yeah, no, it's totally not. Um, but it should. It should. <laughs> yeah, it should yeah, be. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it'd be much better spent, you know, finding lost library books than, <laughs> you know, making out. You know, oh, so, dude, that's so mad. That's like nineteen Fahrenheit four fifty one. Open the door. Give us the book. Or we will burn you down along with the book. It, but I mean, rather than you know, fucking treating everything like it's a life or death, you know, uh, police scenario. Like yeah, it'd be better I mean, spent. To serve the community. Well, I, rule number one: you gotta live in the place you police. Yeah, yeah, you gotta walk out of that door every day, where everybody knows where you live, and then do that beat. That's a, that's exactly right. You can't all live in fucking Simi Valley. And also, civilians should do ride-alongs and know what their police have to deal with. Yeah. If you want to give the Certainly. cops a sympathetic it, eye, I, have fucking to be. Have, it's have an people there job. to keep them honest. Have people there to keep them honest. Yes, and also. Maybe Build cops, a rapport. Will, cops will be like, do you see the shit I have to deal with? Do you yeah. understand how crazy sometimes this shit is? Yeah, right. it is. You then, know, because then, if I hear like, you know, there's fucking a guy swinging a machete around on fountain, then I just don't go there. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, if that's your job, you have to go there. Yes. So it sucks. It does suck. It sucks. But it doesn't give you carte blanche. Uh, the uh, carte a blanche. blanche tuna? Tuna? Oh, anything. Uh, uh, you can't. You know what I mean. You gotta give. You gotta. You can't. You, you, gotta, go, you can't give, fucking murder people. You gotta I mean, give you cops just more training. Uh, yeah, I mean, and therapy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, give them the tools to deal with the nightmare that their job is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, you know, you have. You think you have a bad day once because you see fucking a kid get hit on a bike by a truck. Yeah. Imagine being, you know, same thing for, you know, trauma doctor, ER doctors or soldiers. Like, sure. cops see the shit every day. Yeah. And I don't know, are they getting the tools they need to process that? To unpack that? No. To deal with that? Yeah. To realize that the rest of humanity is not a fucking cesspool? Yeah. I don't know. I doubt it. I get. I think most of that money is going to get fucking armored personnel carriers and new helicopters. Yeah, I mean, a lot of it is just reinforcing... All that bullshit. Yeah, it's it's the the institution, right? Like it's just it's a living thing that has to continually consume and justify its own existence. Yeah, and there's also you know uh, I think an argument to be made that you know by standing up as this big gang, which they basically are, it basically encourages somebody else to stand up to them. Mm-hmm. So you would have yes. a lot less gangs and organized crime, I think, if you didn't have police because they kind of try to punk you. Right, you, you, I mean, you know what you, I mean? You would have a, uh, you would just have a, a lot more smaller groups of gangs. Well, well, I, I think I don't know. It, it seems to be an American thing. I don't, I don't know what it is, but there's this idea of the, you know, the other, and someone has to win. Yeah. And instead of policing being, how do we solve this so we all Get come along. out? So issues are re- resolved, and and no one is hurt. It it comes down to. Me and I, and I'm scared, and I'm... Yeah. Uh, and they, well, they said this, and, and, and it's like, and it was that person's responsibility, and it, it's like, it, it all becomes us and them. Well, and, and, the, and the training, like I was telling you before, uh, the idea of sheepdog, sheep, and wolves. The police are the sheepdog, and we, the, the, the citizens, are, are the sheep, and criminals are the wolves. I don't need protection for... There, there's not... Non-stop many, wolves. There's not a lot. There's not as many wolves uh, as they say. We, we, we need we need a system. We need people to show up and say, "How do we uh, res- resolve this?" And so we all end up at a similar level. But America has a p- yeah. distinct problem with 
with levels. We we have yeah. I mean that wolf might just be like a sheep with rabies or something. We, yeah, yeah, you know, we don't we don't we don't we don't have any chill. Yeah, we don't have any chill, and and we but, we're all out of chill. But there's so, so much of it is is the other, and 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 groups slightly above another group, you know, not wanting to give up any space. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think we solved the problem of policing in this country so, once again. Yeah, um, tune in next week when we. I think have, capitalism is next. Yeah, capitalism, gonna, COVID. Uh, we're gonna fix that right up with the female orgasm. Oh god! Oh, we, well, you saw that, <laughs> which is a myth. Years, <laughs> we saw that years ago. <laughs> uh, yeah, with the nasal reflex. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna fix the male pregnancy too. <laughs> uh, <laughs> with our sacred band of yeah. Thebes. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that was really fun. That was really great. Um, yeah, that was. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm quite quite interested in this this uh, era of guerrilla warfare against the plantations. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really fun stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, we, like we, you know, we talk about fucking. I mean, like you could just go west, you know, right, and then get out of harm's way, come back, fuck some shit up for some fucking low well, life. You, you that... can't always go west. You go to Texas and you're still a slave. Well, not always, no. But but you know we talk about the the cowboys and all of these freedom fighters and yeah yeah I, I, haven't, I haven't heard fucking shit about maroons very very true that's right very true I mean they really they made the land their own yeah you know yeah well yeah they took a page out of the Native American playbook know the land better than the the people the the invaders and yeah. uh, and f- fuck with them when it's dark. Yeah, fuck yeah. with them. They don't, they're terrified. They're scared. Yeah, they're scared of you. They're more afraid of you. And that's the thing I think is that is so central to it is just, I mean, without getting too deep here, it really is just white fear. White fear in a new place mm-hmm. and, and feeling like you're surrounded by enemies, whether yeah. it's the people that you chose to buy yes. or the natives that, you know, Resent your massacres, yes. you know here or or, or the or protesters, whatever. but just the... siege mentality, siege well, yeah, mentality, yeah, and that's, siege and, mentality, and, and, and to and you, you that that then makes its way all the way to now, which is that you know you have a very small elite group of mainly white owners of the country mm-hmm. and, or any municipality, and they and they're hired goons, uh, and sometimes you know it's, you know you, you can wrangle in. I mean, you know, cops and criminals, they draw from the same lot. Yeah. They get lower... People that lower, like violence? Well, and... yes, I'm I'm a believer that it attracts a certain type of person. Not exclusively. Not exclusively, but... But that demographic is always on both sides. Right, but right, also... And the, lower middle class. The people cops are killing and, aren't always criminals. Mostly not. And also there's people that wouldn't be criminals if they didn't have to be. Right? Yeah, and yeah. there's people that wouldn't mo- be... Most, cri- most... That would be good cops. Most crimes are were, crimes yeah. of necessity. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Most crimes are crimes of necessity, right? Which is an economic and structural issue. But you know, and I will say yes, every job has a will we'll select for a certain type of person, right? So I'm not going to discount that. But these institutions, whether it's organized crime, gangs, or the police or the military, will select for certain personality traits. And so you're right about that. Um, but it do, it does disproportionately select from lower middle class men mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. don't so oftentimes don't have father figures or whatever or you know maybe they've got a whole generation my, my dad was a cop their dad was a cop whatever so have you ever seen um like a like a big fucking like brawl at like a family outing 
I've seen video. I've seen videos, like but but not in person. Like uh, wait, like family Medea's family reunion goes haywire. <laughs> Just like a bunch of people get too drunk at a wedding or something like that, and no, things get I'm crazy. Not Irish, man. I I mean I you know the people I knew um, in my early twenties in Western Massachusetts were I knew a lot of bros uh-huh. who would start. <clears throat> stuff for no reason. Well, the reason I bring it up is just that's when that that can happen, and it happens with a lot of not just Irish, Aaron, but a lot of Scottish trashy people, um, <laughs> uh, including the Irish. Uh, but the thing I'm bringing up is is that a lot of Irish cops, John. There's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Any other tidbits? <laughs> Any tidbits? Yeah. <laughs> um, the point I'm bringing up is that. There's things where I've seen, like, bartenders not be able to control the situation, mm-hmm. and there is somebody you would like to be able to call. A magician. And... <laughs> they would throw something no, on the ground, everybody and, would turn. And, and it's, but the world needs bad men, we keep other bad men from the door. Well, right? yeah, but there's also a thing, too, where, like, just by imbuing them with any kind of power, we're always going to kind of hate them a little bit. Yes. Because... You're outsourcing your agency. So, we also have to admit that about ourselves. Mm-hmm. Is oh, my point. Yes. I, I, I think, think that's good, a yeah. great point. Yes. We are going to be resentful. No of, matter what. But sp- also the people that will get those jobs are also getting off on having power. So yes. we're not wrong, but we are wrong. Yes, we're making yeah. our own bed and we're lying in it. And also so are they. And we're mm-hmm. shitting in it. And so pissing in it. I'm just I, I do think there is a place It's a two way street. There's a place mm-hmm. for sane rational forces to come and break up yeah. irrational yeah. things. Yeah, yes. absolutely. Um, but and the, the last and sometimes you know go, taking it back to the North Hollywood shootout, when you call those guys, you do not want them to have the smaller stick. Sure, right, sure, yeah, and so, which is yeah, and like, it's and it's a dangerous game that we have to play. Of you know, do we want to give that guy that power? All the time. No, I, I, no, we want to we want to give specialists. No, but you don't want to call that guy and have him be outmatched. I bet you know. Yeah, but it, you don't want but, all of your neighbors to have really powerful fireworks. Right, it's a lot get, of them are dumb. It gets loud, mm-hmm. and yeah. the people will put them up their butt or their pee hey, hole. Yeah, they'll do really whatever. dumb stuff. Yeah. Sounding, sounding. It sounds like a bad idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And you heard Follow it here, rocket folks. straight to the prostate. <laughs> Roman <laughs> candle, even. Uh, more like you a know, Greek candle. More like a Greco candle. One a day. John, good. Very good. Very good. good. Hey, you guys are my little secret band. Oh, uh, what? Oh. Sacred. Not secret. Yeah. It's, it's not a secret. It's totally, totally not open. a secret. Guess yeah. it's not a secret anymore. <laughs> totally. Openly, openly gay babies, right here. <laughs> uh, I'm an openly gay baby. <laughs> Matt, that was great. Thank you. It's good to have you home. Yeah, yeah thanks. Good to I'm going to say good night. My name is John Fahey. I'm Aaron Peter. Meperso. Good night, everybody. We love you. Good night. Podcast Network.